what's up, gamers? Just kidding. I I don't know who you are, but uh, I just wanted to give like a quick rundown on what I wanted to do with this podcast because I made a trailer episode with friend and uh, he got too scared and didn't want to do it anymore. But uh, I thought I wanted to make a podcast about some of my favorite things in the world. And there's only one thing, and it's shiny cardboard with Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes, I play Yu-Gi-Oh. But I didn't want to do the same old, same old, you know. Everybody, oh, I want to play Prank Kid Adventure. Like, no one wants to do that. Let's be honest. You've seen enough chads walking around with a DPE and an adventure package. No one cares about that, right? What people do care about. Is the weirdest rogue deck you can find. And I love that. Rogue is just like something I love. Like when you can play a rogue deck. And people are like what do your cards do? That makes me happy. Like for example. um, I for a while was playing appliancers. It's just like a little fun thing that you do. Nobody understood a single card. And when you don't read laundry dragon. And you die to it, it's the funniest thing ever. And so I kinda wanted to do a podcast about that. I think we're still gonna cover like new cards. I wanna cover like some other different stuff. Like I wanted to do it kind of like a section off. So the first section I would talk about like different road decks I've seen this week, like maybe at my locals or at someone else's locals. I wanted to talk about that. Um, then I want to talk about the decks that I'm playing right now currently or the deck that i did play and then i'm going to talk about some new cards that come out um talk about some of the ramifications of that and then we'll kind of do like an outro thing i don't know how that works we'll we'll figure it out but uh i kind of wanted to do we'll start off right here with some rogue decks i've seen and uh so i was watching like this ppg and I'm just, like, watching, right? And then them and Pack are talking about, like, whatever meta people talk about, right? And then I just hear someone say, Sun Avalon Adventure. And I just stop for a second, and I'm, like, taken back. Because I'm, like, what, what, Sun Avalon? Or, like, are we seriously playing this, right? And I don't think you can find that deck anywhere, because I've looked for it. And I can't find it. But whoever has that deck, you are, like, an absolute Chad legend. Like, imagine walking into, like, an event with Sun Avalon Adventure. Because you know half the people don't know what that shit does. Like, they're walking in there. They're like, I'm going to expect this today. I'm going to expect this today. I'm pretty sure he was, like, 11 and 1 or something like that. Like, they're expecting, like, some clear meta deck that's going to, like, take the competition away. Like, something that, honestly, it it's going to help more with, like, misplays and stuff like that. Because when you're playing a road deck, misplaying is, like, really... Like, when you misplay hard, you lose. Whereas, I feel like sometimes with other decks, like a meta deck, for example, like Fluandries, you know, I love Fluandries. I love, like, the anti-meta, like, normal summon mechanic. But at the same time, it takes absolutely no brain power to play that. Like, that's the main reason I had to get off of it. Because, I mean, trying to get better, like, you... When you play stuff like Thelonderies, it just does, like, you have no brain cells. I have no brain cells. 
like I walked in, said, let me normal summon. I'm going to get to the same board this, every time and then beat my board. That That's literally for Wanderies. Like, normal summon a bunch of times, put a floodgate on the board, and then be like, okay, beat me. That's essentially what it is. And, I mean, it wins a lot of times because floodgate's bad. But, uh, yeah, I've seen Sun Avalon Adventure. I, that just interests me. Um, I actually went to YCS uh, Charlotte. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I saw someone play, what was it? Oh, it was like Dragoon Turbo, which I thought was like hilarious because I think a lot of decks aren't prepared for Dragoon. I mean, I know Droplet's a thing. There's only one deck that can really like, like, as I was saying before, Thwanderies, they can out Dragoon pretty easily. But, like, I feel like a lot of decks now, like, they're not expecting it. They're expecting a DP. Like, they're ready with the DD Crows, the Called By. Like, they're ready to get rid of the DPE. But then when someone drops a Dragoon on you and you're just standing there, like, what, did that just happen, you know? Like, I think it's pretty funny, <laughs> honestly. But, um, I'll talk about um, some decks I've been playing. So, uh, I just got on DD. Um... I don't know how you people do this. Like, seriously, spending, like, an hour to two hours just trying to remember, like, some simple-ass combo. But, holy shit. Dude. You guys are legends. Like, that, I don't know how you do it. Like, trying to figure out what I was doing wrong because I was ending on the wrong board. Like, I don't... I mean, honestly unpopular opinion i think it's a tier one deck like i really do think that with the right pilot it could win like i think it can beat prank kids and i think it can beat fuanderies and i think it can beat i think it can beat despy honestly when they after the structure deck if you have the right pilot that's the big deal like because i don't know many people i'm not that big brained i'm trying to get big brain but i'm not that big brain to like play that like effectively yet i'm gonna be trying but it's just like it's insane because you have to think about every single thing that you're gonna do and i mean like there's so many different combo lines for when you get hand trapped at certain places this is how you get around it or you get in a beard this is how you do this like bro how, how how do people have the brain capacity for this? Like, I just have trouble trying to figure out what my opponent's doing. And then this, y'all are over here on different wavelengths, you know? Like, I, I do not have the brain power <laughs> to understand how y'all do it every day and wake up and play this deck and, like, get excited for it. I mean, I think the concept is, like, so cool because... It is one of those decks where I feel like it's like inherently broken because there's so many different mechanics. Like I feel like a lot of times with like archetypal stuff, like they lock it into a certain like XC's link. Like for example, prank kids, they're they're mostly link infusion. Like they don't have really an XC's, they don't have a pendulum, <laughs> but like DDD has literally everything. Anything you can think of they have it like and i think that's nuts like you d barrier me i'm just gonna find a way around it like you hit d barrier on like 
prank kid links or not links. You can't call links with D barrier. Oh my God. You call fusion. Like they're going to have a hard time, you know? Whereas like if you D barrier DDD, like they're just gonna be like, okay, I'll just play this 95 route that I usually don't play, but you know, I'll still end on a pretty nuts board anyways. And I think that's nuts. That's insane. Like imagine. And also the dark contracts, like, I think that concept is cool. Like, I like the art for it. I heard that they were based on, like, office characters, which, if they are, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then also, they have a lot of cards that, like, people run in the side deck that are interesting. Like, there's one called, like, Dark Contract with Eternal Darkness, and it essentially stops, like, pretty much everything. And, I like, it, it hurts Fulanaries because I can't tribute. And it hurts other decks. And then they have the new one, the new field spell that came out in Battle of the Chaos. And it literally burns your opponent for a thousand. And then they can't summon, like, they can't summon a DDD type, like, extra deck monster that you have on the field. If they summon it, that's the only summon they can do of that type. And with DDD, you can end on, like, every type, which is nuts. Like, they're not summoning. Like, you basically just locked your opponent out of the game. Like, they're not playing. And I just think that is, like, so cool. And I'm going to try to get better because I went to YCS Charlotte, and uh, I learned a lot about, like, I never realized, like, how, like, impressive people are and, like, how much time and effort people put into this game. But, like, it was my first big event since – I've, I've only been starting. I started six months ago, you know? Like, I started with Dino Wrestlers. Believe it or not, Dino Wrestlers. They're hilarious, and they're bad. And that's what makes them great, okay? don't You guys are laughing at me right now. Like, I know you're sitting at home right now. Pulled up on Spotify or whatever this is pulled up. They're, you're laughing right now, and I see you. But you play Dino Wrestlers. It's a free Panker Tops. Free Panker Tops. Everything else is bad. Like, Really bad. But Pankertops free is pretty good. That's all I have to say about that deck. But just playing at YCS Charlotte, like I've never been to a big event like this. And I feel like at like we're still kind of in a pandemic and people are still a little afraid to come out. But I feel like the amount, sheer amount of people that were there, which to me I've never been in an event that big, like it's kind of mind blowing thinking about like how many people play this game because like I remember years ago, like, people thought this was, like, kind of like a niche type of card game. Like, people didn't think it was going to, like, be here for that long. And then I feel like now we're top three. It's, like, Magic, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh. And, I mean, Pokemon is for little kids and cool people, I guess, and collectors. And Magic's for those 40-year-olds who don't wake up out of the basement. And then Yu-Gi-Oh is for, I guess... People who like children card games and watching anime and, I don't know, wearing, putting those weird sleeves on your deck. Please stop doing that. I don't want to see your hentai when I'm playing you. I mean, cool for you, man, but, like, I don't I don't want to see it. But uh, YCS Charlotte, how was it? Well, you step in the building, right, and you get downstairs, and there's, like, vendors, which I think the vendors were really nice, like, really educated, um... I picked up a couple stuff, like, I picked up uh, Ice Dragon Prisons, because I have Dino Morphia, because I'm building that right now, and, like, 
let's just say like I went on like a five game win streak with my friends playtesting because like you could just half your life points. I got down to 19 life points one time and that was hilarious. And 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 you have the trap cards in the graveyard that prevent yourself from just like getting like burned or anything. So like seeing your opponent's like frustration, like God, can this end, please? Why? Is just like the funniest thing. I mean most of the Dynamorphia traps are eh, like they're not that good, but like it's hilarious because you just run a bunch of generic traps. And like in my version, I run DPE because you can pop like your own Dynamorphia cards and gain advantage off of it. And it's hilarious because people don't know, like people don't understand what you're doing, right? So that's really funny. But YCS Charlotte. So I play in Fluandries because that's like the only meta deck that I purchased, uh, unironically, um, because it was cheap. And I'm not buying the adventure package. I refuse to buy the adventure package. I'm not spending $300 to lose. So game one, I'm like, this guy pulls up in a full uniform. This man rocking out like he's part of like, I don't know, like a sports team or something. Like he's part of the Jets. And I'm just looking at him like, what? And of course, he's like, oh, I'm just talking about like, Oh man, I, this is my first big event. He's like, "Oh yeah, I was playing in a regional last week." I was like, "How'd you do?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I got like top eight. And then you just freeze for a second. And you're like, "Oh my god, this is like my first big event." And of course, like, matched up round one, I'm gonna be playing some like nuts dude. And I mean, he's he's nuts. Like, like game one, I won the die roll. I'm going first. I'm like, I got this. I drew a great hand. Like. Starting hand for Fluanderies, like I think I had a Rubina and I had the barrier statue, which means I could grab Eaglin and I still would end on the barrier statue. So I summon the Rubina, Rubina effect, Gamma. So I'm like, well, that kind of ended my turn. But uh, I have like a couple cards that'll keep me from dying at least, right? So I don't know what he's on yet, right? So uh, he goes through his little adventure package. Uh, I didn't have any hand traps because the way I play Fuanderies is I don't really play hand traps because I feel like a lot of times with Fuanderies, like, I feel like hand trapping them is not really going to help. So, like, I usually, I run Dark Rulers and I run a lot of, like, going second cards, which I'm, I'm realizing now it probably wasn't the best, but, you know, it's fine. So he does his adventure line, and he passes. So I'm like, okay, this is adventure something. I'm really hoping that it's not what I think it is. So I draw. Uh, I drew an Eaglin for a turn. I'm like, okay, we can do this, right? Eaglin. Draw and Lockbird. Yeah, 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 I can't do anything. So um, I pass the turn on like an Eaglin. And, uh, yeah, uh, this man goes full prank combo on me. Draws into it. So I can't win that one. So game two, I'm like, you know what? I I got this. You know, that, that was just lucky. You're not going to draw three hand traps and two, like, big hand traps against me, right? So I'm, I'm starting again. I'm like, I got this this time, right? So I normal summon Rabina. Cyframe Gear Gamma. Yeah, and, and then the rest is history on that like match that, that first match. Like I was like, you do you just draw everything? Do you just draw the nuts every time? Like, is there anything I can do? No, there's nothing I can do, right? 
So I talk with some friends, like basically when is a card shop, shout out to Blade Gaming. Um, I go there every Saturday. Great people, great atmosphere, good prices, love them. So match two, right? I'm pulling up and this guy looks like decent, right? Like he, he doesn't look like he's like team on a team or anything. I'm like, okay, I might have a chance, right? So there, if anybody knows, there is one deck that Fluanderese, it's like a coin toss. You you either hard lose to it or you like barely come out on top. And you're thinking right, it's Adagnister. And of course he was playing Adagnister. The one deck, I, I swear to God, I told everybody, I was like, I need to run the goddess in the underworld. And they're like, no, 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 no. There's no like you're never gonna see an Adagnister, right? Like Adagnister, people don't play Adagnister. And of course, like go to the YCS. Second, second fucking match, I see a Adagnister, and I want to kill myself. So I'm playing, right? And I get to my board, so we're kind of good. He's like, I can't really do much. So he kind of scoops game one, so I'm figuring he kind of bricked as well. Like, that didn't really help. So I won the, I won the die roll, sorry. But uh, game two, right? I sign in evenlies. I'm like, I'm making sure this man is not playing you. Like, I'm breaking this board. And he ends on towers. And I lose. There's no, like once once Adagnister gets to that tower, I just hard lose, right? So game three. I'm still new to this game, so I have a lot to learn about like different interactions, right? And this just comes down to me not reading my cards. So I set up my board. I pass, right? So then he draws. And I draw and lock burn him. And I have a Eaglin banished. So I activate the trap to normal summon Rabina. And I try to add... I can't search with the Rabina, obviously. So... Well, in my mind, I was just like, I can add the Eaglin back, right? And he's like, no, you can't do that because draw and lock burn. And, like, my dumbass is just, like, agreeing with him. Like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like... No, no. So then he spins a Fluandri's back, and I add it back to my hand. He's like, no, it's banished. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know that. And I was playing it wrong this entire time, and now I know, and I feel more educated. So thank that guy. Like, shout out to him. Like, he helped me out. Like, he wasn't, like, totally rude about it. Because, like, you are playing in a YCS, right? But he, he bounced, like... Apparently, any time, so even if they're, like, bounced back to hand, they're banished, which I didn't know that. I thought they literally came back to hand. I I knew about the evenly match. Like, if you evenly match them, they banish face up, but I had no idea that when you bounce them back to hand, they banish instead. So that was a new thing that I learned, right? So now coming in, um, I lose that, right? He just outplays me, man. Like, when you're playing a deck like adding Nister, like, he, he honestly did outplay me. He was better. Like, there is nothing I can do, right? So, match three. This is the one I play till I drop, right? So, I'm – I lose this one I drop. So, I play Tri-Brigade. And I'm like – I, I kind of know what Tri-Brigade I, – I played when Tri-Brigade was a big thing, guys. I know what Tri-Brigade does. So, he's playing Bird Up, which is really weird. Because, like, 
Burdov got hit so hard on the ban list, so I'm not expecting anyone to play this. So he pops up with that, right? And so I'm like, I'm thinking, right? I'm like, I think I can win this. So I go for it, and no, no, I, I can't win it, right? Because what I did was the first thing in my mind is get all of his monsters out of the graveyard because he's going to go for a revolt, which he did, which I was right about that, right? So you get it out of the graveyard as fast as possible. You don't want them gaining any advantage. But the problem, see, the problem is is I misplayed game three. I had this man on on the edge, right? And he even told me after the game, he's like, you should have won that game. So I have him basically in a top deck, right? And he top decks. Guess what he top decks? This man top decks Raigeki. This man is ma- he sided in Raigeki. So he just Raigeki's me. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. He's still kind of in a top deck mode. Nah. This man somehow went full combo. And I'm on like 300 life points, right? So I draw. I draw the one good card in Rabina. Rabina is a savior. Bless Rabina. Like, bless Rabina up, you know? So I normal summon Rabina. I get my combo off. I have... I basically obliterate the rest of his resources so i have gain so in my mind right now right he has like a couple cards he has like two cards in hand so for me i'm like i need to end this now because i know he's the better player than me because he's definitely like you can tell he's more seasoned so i'm like i need to end this now so i overextend into riza when i probably shouldn't have and he finds a way to break through it. And he tells me after the game, he's like, bro, if you did not overextend right there, you would have won. Because I was out of resources. I literally got lucky when you overextended. It gave me, like, a chance to come back. And I'm like, fuck. Like, why? So, overall, I think the YCS was fun, though. I played in a lot of side events. Um, uh, DDD people, man, like, they just be crazy. They just do too many combos. I played in 3v3. Got absolutely smacked. Like, got smacked. I got a lot of signatures. Uh, shout out to Top Cut Podcast. They kind of they kind of gave me the inspiration to do this. But um, I got a bunch of signatures from people. I have a fully maxed out Fuandere's court now, which is hilarious. And I love it. But that's why I see Charlotte. Uh, I bought DDs while I was down there, yeah. I got it for a good price, so I can't really complain. Shout out to this one dude who just gave me a Wave King Caesar. Because that was the one card I was missing. And it's such a weird card. And this man just had one on him. And he's like, you know what? You can have it. Like, I'm not going to play the deck. And I'm like, if if we were in a mask right now, I would kiss you. But, like, you know, COVID, so stay away from me. But at the same time, like, if we go up the escalator, maybe we can, like, kiss, you know. But um, overall, it was fun. Uh, I only live like two hours from Charlotte, so it wasn't that bad of a drive. Like the Airbnb we stayed in was nice, right? So the only one thing I, I do regret is I, I really wish I could have won a Battle City. The Ojama mat was so beautiful. It it honestly was it, – it gave me an orgasm. 
that thing is beautiful like a hundred percent like shout out to whoever got that because i want it so bad i'm not even joking but uh yeah i'm just talking about some new cards new cards everybody loves new cards until they're not good um i've seen a lot of weird stuff today and the one thing i'm so interested in is like this g gold and stuff like it looks like really good like okay so the rock hammer is discard cybers decreased level by two and it and it like pumps out tokens is what it looks like which i think is interesting and i think the tokens yeah i bet the tokens like are what you use to link and they gives like your monsters advantage and i just find this very interesting oh wow yeah that's your co-linked monsters are unaffected by monster effects activated on your opponent's field yeah, that's not broken or a floodgate. Um, another one I was interested in is the Dyna tank, like the dinosaur machine tank thing, and then the Dyna base. I feel like this is really interesting because I feel like people like this would be a good thing to like throw in Dynamorphia because see the Dyna base is like a level four machine, and then if your life points are lower than your opponent's, you can just special summon it, and then during the main phase you can fusion summon using from hand and field. So like. Bam, well, actually, you, that goes in the, the Dyna Tank. And the Dyna Tank gains attack equal to the original attack of a dinosaur uses fusion. And then I think when a card or effect is activated that targets, like, Dyna Tank and no other card, you can, like, choose the target. It can target something else. And then when it's destroyed, it just special summons a dinosaur. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, the new... Poker night stuff. Uh, it's I, like it's not anything to like write home about. Like you're not gonna be like, oh my god, I have to have this unless you're like a poker night fan. Then like, it actually is pretty good if like you're a fan, you know. Um, let's see here. Oh, I was so excited about this. Like the possessed statue stuff. Like for it, it looked like gravekeeper support, but I don't know if it's really gravekeeper support because it's not really like. Like, I don't think you'd really play any of these monsters. Actually, you might play Gravekeeper's Trap. Yeah, you might play Gravekeeper's Trap, but that's it. Like, you're not going to play any of the other ones. Um, The other traps are not too interesting. Like, nothing that, like, to write home about. The Vendred stuff? Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, right? Um... And I think, really, the only thing that, like, is really speaking to me is Splite. Um, it's nuts. Like, Splite is going to be meta, like, immediately. Like, all you got to do, honestly, for meta decks these days, throw a couple floodgates in there, and you're good to go. And, I mean, Splite is just, like, Link and Rank 2 Turbo. Like, how fast can I get a random Rank 2 out? And uh, I heard a lot of people talking about it, like, being mixed with um, Live Twin. And, like, I can totally see that, and that scares me. Because Konami loves Live Twin for some reason. Like, they would just suck Live Twin off if they could. And, like, I feel like they give them support unironically all the time. And it's hilarious. 
And this is just like another form of like, hey, this isn't support, but at the same time, use it. Like it's totally good with your deck, you know. Like we're not we're not gonna print any more live twin stuff, but at the same time, here's a broken card for your deck. Good luck, you know, just stupid stuff like that. But uh, that's all I have for today. Um, if you like this, uh, I have a Twitter. Um, let me see what the ad is, my boys. It is. Um, my Twitter is at Killer Meta Yu-Gi-Oh. So that's Killer Meta Y-G-O. And I will be signing off. I'll see y'all smexy people later.